The boys are bent in town, the boys are bent in town. Said the boys are bent in town, the boys are bent in town. We're here live at IUPUI, the campus center, third floor, uh, room. 308. 69, I think. Room 69, we'll go with that. It was a bitch to get in here. I am John Manchin, the host of that boy, Benz. To my right, we got Colin, the Siberian Husky. So big, big boy. Look at that. Our guest today for episode 12, I believe. There's so many episodes to forget. We have UFC fighter, the guy who's going up against Trevin Jones here on March 6th. We got Randy Costa. Costa, Costa. Costa, close. The Fuck. fucking Zohan. I would, yeah, don't even say it. That was easier to learn, too. Dude, I was an online general studies major. You gotta forgive me on names and everything. Yeah. You're good, bro. You're good. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Looks like you just like got out of bed, bro. I've been up since twelve. Pretty early, early for you today. Me. Yeah. Noon, bro. You been slept till noon? Oh yeah. See, I door dash at night. That's that's early, oh, okay. Randy. That's okay. early. It's usually like two, two thirty. Uh, sorry, to, sorry to wake you up so early for our interview, bro. Hey, man, you know, that's all right. I got, I got my workout in. I got the water. So, yeah, Randy is a UFC fighter. He is 5'9", only 135 pounds. That's it. Only – it's – that whole shit's crazy, bro. Correct me if I'm wrong, Randy, but you guys are usually quite a bit heavier than than that, right? Like you – Quite a bit, bro. Way heavier than that. Yeah. I, I'm like 54 right now. 154? Yeah. So are you familiar with how the, the weigh in system stuff works or no? I mean, I've, I've like watched the weigh-ins, but I don't like, I know, is it, how soon do you start like dropping? Like, how do you healthfully, it's probably not even healthfully. Yeah. I don't know. Um, so you'll, you heard it referred to as the walk, the walking around weight. So that's the weight like that you are right now that both of you guys are right now, like your natural healthy weight, not trying to lose weight, not trying to gain weight, just living, just in being alive. Um, my walk around weight is about 165. So that's typically what I am if I don't have a fight lined up. As soon as I have a fight lined up, I start the descend down. So you, you make that descend down with obviously healthy eating, working out, a lot of water, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I'll typically diet down like a traditional diet from 165 to about 145, 146. And then the last 10 pounds is, is dehydration. So you sweat out the last 10 pounds. I'm only 135 pounds for about three hours, four hours maybe. The weigh-ins are... You, t- you get like 35-ish, 32 hours um, time between the weigh-ins until when you actually fight. So that 32 hours is, is for recovery, rehydration. So if you sweat out 10 pounds, that means you can put 10 pounds back on, right? So I'll be back up to like 45 within four or five hours after the weigh-ins. And then I'll walk in the cage when I fight at about 154, 53-ish, give or take. So the weight that you see people, so if someone says I'm a 35 or I'm a 45 or I'm a 55, you're, you're, you're like 30, you're like 20 or 30 pounds heavier normally. And then you'd cut the weight to get down. It's just, it's just a fair way. It's not like football or anything where you can kind of do age brackets when you're younger or things like that. Like with fighting, obviously it's very scary um, because you're competing in against another man, right? So you have, that's the safest way. And that's the most fair way is to, to have, weight scales and that's that's it's fucking stupid but that's how it is what do you think you'd be so you'd be like fighting like what 105 well i'm 155 right now just saying seriously yeah damn yeah you sizing me up dog is that what you're fucking doing Hey, man, I was... You looking to take Randy at Bantam? Or oh, Mantam? Mantam, yeah. <laughs> Step in the octagon with Randy? I'm getting bent. We could, uh, we could make some content out of that for sure. You're 5'9". I'm like 5'8 and a half. It's about fair fight. 
Yeah, man, the, the whole fucking weight thing is so it's fucking stupid, but it's that's gonna be a lot of stress like for you mentally. Have them think about all this pounds you gotta lose at exact time, exact weight. If you don't make the weight, then you have to give your opponent a percentage of your purse. And we're not yeah. purse means the percentage of the money that you make. And you're not talking about like fifty bucks, you're talking about, you know, a few thousand. You have a contractual obligation to fucking figure it out. You know, if you don't, then yeah. you have to literally pay your opponent. So you're, getting paid, you're getting paid based off of making weight and the fight results. So you'll, you'll hear people in the MMA community refer to it as go get that second check. Go get that first check. All right. First, first fight's over. So you get, you get paid. So the way the contract works is these aren't real numbers, but you'll get a hundred dollars to show up and a hundred dollars to, to, to win. So if I, sh- if I weigh in at 135 pounds, I've already made my hundred dollars. If I go out tomorrow and knock that kid out, I'm going to get another hundred dollars. If I, just make weight, I'm only going to get $100. If I make weight, lose, and – or if I miss weight and lose, I'm going to make you, – you take, they take 20%. So I'm going to make 80. He takes, he takes 20 of mine, and now he's made 220 hmm. because he beat me. He showed up on weight, and he won the fight. Did you – for the 46-second one, did you get a performance of the night? Surely. The last one, yeah, I did, man. I was so happy. Holy yeah, that's shit. Awesome. That's that's what I think a lot of like a lot of you guys, I mean, that's always like the big talk is those guys yeah. want the performance of the night. Yeah, man. Um <clears throat> a guy in my situation, yeah, because like or so I signed a new contract with UFC. Um, so the first contract you get figure look at it as like an entry level thing, right? So you'll typically get in and your first contract in the UFC if you didn't go through the contender series or or the ultimate fighter or something like that, you'll start at 12,000 and 12,000. So I'll make 12,000 to show up and make weight. <clears throat> I'll get the additional 12,000 if I win the fight. Now we can fight through that first contract. Now you start making actual money. So at that point, when you make an actual money, the bonus isn't really a big deal, right? Because if I'm making 12 and 12 and I lose the fight, make only 12,000, that $50,000 fight of the night performance is huge, right? right? But if I'm, if my contract, my new contract, if it's, 55,000 and 55,000, then I, I, I kind of prioritize winning the fight more than I put on, you know, more than putting on an exciting performance. Sure. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, just, it's just playing around and maneuvering through the money. So you'll see a lot of like the newer guys in the UFC, they'll be much more reckless because they want that extra $50,000 because that $50,000 is a lot more money to them than a guy like McGregor, who's making a couple million dollars this weekend. That $50,000 is fucking chump change. Right. Like, really? You know what I mean? But, that's like, you know, 3% of his purse. But for us, it'd be like 180% of our purse. So we right. want that. Do you know what I mean? So Absolutely, yeah. So you'll see a lot of the, like, the newer guys on the, end, end quote, entry-level contracts be much more reckless than the guys who are on their second, third, fourth, fifth contract because the money only goes up. You get what I'm saying? Absolutely. Does that make sense to you, numbers guy? You probably lost him like 10 no. minutes ago. I want the qualitative. When it comes to quantitative, it's like, oh, man, what's going on here? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not that good at that stuff either, man. But once we're talking about like things that apply to me, I'm a fucking genius. But if it doesn't yeah. apply to me, I, I suck. <laughs> I sucked at math, bro. In in school, bombing all the time. But if you put numbers in my face that are gonna be my numbers, motherfucker, I'm figuring it out. I can tell Dude, you that. that is just like this guy with DoorDash. Yeah. Same situation. Yeah, so yeah. You could tell me three percent of fucking twenty dollars and twenty three cents, but you can't tell me. 10% of 150. The human brain does wonders. Let me tell you. Like, were you a wrestler growing up? Were you like, how'd you end up where you are today? Dude, you know what's crazy is I've never even been in a street fight. Never hit anybody ever in my life. I've never even pushed anybody. Nobody's ever pushed me. Nobody's ever punched me. Nothing, bro. I've never, like, 
I'm not a fighter. This was never, this was never in the fucking plan. I, I, I really slipped, fell, and made it to UFC. Like, that's, that's a real thing. My story's a little bit different. I started boxing and kickboxing, karate and shit as a kid. I had never fought. It was just, I wanted a contact sport to do in the off season of football. Um, so I would do that in the off season because I was able to like compete and actually hit with people or not compete, but like have contact with people, like hit people, have people hit me uh, in a contained environment. I fucking hate arguments. I hate fights. I hate confrontation. I avoid like if, if, if someone goes and like gets in my face on the street, like I'm, I'll walk away. Like no problem. Never, like never, bro. Never, ever, ever, ever. I got offered a fight when I was 19 years old on like two weeks notice. Um, so I was like, fuck it. Like I'll try this out. Um, tried it out, ended up being pretty good. Banged out three fights in a couple weeks or a couple months. Uh, and then I was done. I had a four year layoff, um, before my first pro fight during that four, I had a, a best friend that I trained with. <clears throat> he wanted to be in the UFC trained. He was a pro. Uh, and he always asked me what I was fighting again. My answer was like, I'm going to get one more. I'm going to get one more. I'm going to get one more. Um, and then he died. So when he died, I had an obligation to myself, to him as a word, as, as a man of my word, I have to take one more fight. So if you notice all, all my, my weigh-in pitches, all the fights, I'm always holding up a picture. That's his picture. I did fucking everything. I went to school. I, I enlisted in the military, um, which is another crazy story. I enlisted in the military. Uh, that got cut. And then I had an opportunity to fight. Remember, I, I owed him one as a man. And I was like, all right, fuck it. Let's do it. Let's take, let's take the fight. We'll try it out. Ended up still being pretty good at it. And then banged out four fights in a year and then got to UFC. And then I was able to go and, and get my first win in the UFC in Boston and hold his 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 fucking his pitcher in the middle of the in, in the middle of the garden where him and I used to go and watch you know fights and shit and he uh, always used to say like oh, I can't wait to fight here and then it was just like oh like I'll never fight there I'm never gonna even fight period <laughs> I mean it was just but it, yeah so my story is a little bit if if my friend had never passed I would never we would never even have this conversation my I would never fight in the uh, UFC never fight professional ever 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 yeah, this, my, this whole thing's an accident. It's, it's a fuck. It's a, obviously a fun accident. I'm pretty. I love my life. I'm having so much fun. Um, but yeah, it's just <clears throat> I, I fight for something that's kind of bigger than myself. I don't, I don't know. Wow, that's incredible. That's a great story. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I was never like the fighting type. Like I said, never been a street fight. I, I played. Uh, I played D back in high school. Um, I was never the one to make the tackles or put my head, put my head in the play. I fucking hated getting hit, dude. I hated it. Hated it. Hated it. Um, but yeah, I don't look at it as a fight. I like it. I don't fucking hate anybody. I don't care. I'm just trying to compete, trying to put on a show, trying to make some money and, and kind of just be afraid. Just do something that's going to fucking scare me and, and keep me up at night. And, you know, just a reason, something to fucking, I don't, I couldn't do like a desk job or, or things like I just, I'll lose my mind. I need something that's going to like scare the fuck out of me. And I think I found something that'll do it. Jeez. So when you, so when you walk into the octagon, like, are you fighting off of fear then? Dude, I'm having so much fun, bro. As soon as I get to the venue or the arena or whatever yeah. you want to call it, I don't have it. There's no more anxiety. There's no more fear. There's no more nothing. The, the worst of it is the morning of the fight when you wake up and you realize like now today is the day that the only day I've been thinking of for the last 10 weeks, the only person I've been thinking of for the last 10 weeks every day Every day when I wake up, every night when I go to bed, this is the only fucking person now I have to go be face to face with them. And regardless of how I feel, I have to go fucking do it. That's the worst part. But um, for me, as soon as like I take, a sh I have like a routine I go through, I take a shower, listen to the same songs over and over. And then it's like, boom, game time. As soon as I walk out of my hotel room or my room um, to go towards the venue, it's all the fears over. I'm just having so much. It's so much fun, bro. So much. Just because you're so fucking scared and you really don't know like how you'll deal with fear 
until it's time to deal with fear. I'm a fucking pansy. I was a crying all the haunted houses as a kid, not hitting anybody in football, doing everything to avoid contact. Bro, there's nothing like facing your fear. I'm so afraid of March 6th, bro. It's not even fucking funny. And I know I'm going to cry like a little bitch in the morning of March 6th. The morning of the last fight, bro, I'm in my fucking I'm laying in my girlfriend's lap, fucking weeping like a little fucking girl. I'm like, I don't want to, this is, this sucks. I don't want to fucking do it, but it's the fucking best drug you could do, dude. It's, it is. And I'm sure you can hear it. Like just what I'm saying. There's no way to describe it. It is so fucking scary. and so fucking fun. Jesus Christ. That is just the coolest shit ever though, that you can do that. Like a lot of people won't even put themselves in that position. That's the yeah, amazing dude. part. If I didn't have like the, the extra push from obviously my buddy who died, then I wouldn't have taken it, but I'm so happy. Like I took that jump, dude. I'm like, Oh, it's just the whole week. is just so the whole fight week is so fun. The whole lead up, like all the emotions, like, like, dude, I would love to go crush some fucking Reese's right now, but I can't. Cause I have to make what just like having something a fucking dude. I, after a fight, dude, when I can do whatever I want, I go into like a depression just because I have no structure right now. Everything's structured out. Everything that gets put in my body, everything I eat, what time I go to bed, what time I wake up, what time I'm, what I'm doing at noon, what I'm doing at three, like my whole, everything is fucking mapped out for, for 10 weeks. And then it gets taken away from me and it gets all gets mapped out for one fucking night. When that night comes, I'm fucking crying like a little girl, but I'm having so much fun, bro. It's so fucking cool. So when the 10 weeks spans over, you say you feel like depressed, you just like just uh, relaxing your body, you just chilling, trying to like find a new activity or? No, dude, you, you almost feel like you don't have a purpose. It's, dude, it's the craziest thing. And it sounds so fucking silly, right? Because for instance, the last fight, right? I head kick knockout. Mm-hmm. I should be on top of the world, right? Got a pretty big win, sign a new contract, head kick on national TV, an extra, you know, extra money. It was cool for like a week. And then I sw- asked my girlfriend, bro, I swear on my life. The second and third week, I did not leave the couch. I just laid in the couch all day. Didn't play with my phone, just laid. I didn't even fucking watch TV, bro. I just laid. I'm like, what? I don't know what to do. What do I, I, what do, I do? I don't have to fucking do I don't know what to do. I'm losing my fucking mind. Texting my management. Wow. Like, dude, text, I need to fight this week. I need to fucking do something. Tell me something. It's crazy, bro. It's the same. You almost like have to, and, it, and this is like a very, a really poor comparison. But it's the closest that I'll be able to do it for you to kind of understand. Like when, when you have a military guy who, who I feel so shitty for even saying it, but, but gets deployed overseas and like sees shit. When he comes back, he doesn't just go back into society. He has to reintegrate himself into society. That's kind of what I feel, but it's the most poor comparison I, I can make. I understand that. But that's kind of what it is. I ha- go from having structure and my whole life planned out or my whole day, my whole schedule completely booked for you know, 10 weeks at a time that one, for one night, that one night is over. Now, what am I doing Sunday morning? I don't fucking know what I'm going to do Sunday morning. I have no idea. I don't know how I'm going to feel. I don't know what the fuck to do. I can't, no one's talking to me anymore. Like, you know what I mean? Like right now you guys want to talk to me because I have a fight coming up. If I didn't have a fight coming up, you wouldn't even fucking know I existed. You know what I mean? It's like you, everything changes, bro. Every, <clears throat> you get a million notifications on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook and all that shit. When you're eight weeks off from a fight, 10 weeks from, off from a fight, three weeks off from a fight, two weeks post fight, dude, you're just MMA fans have amnesia. It doesn't, you don't really, you matter for a short span of time, dude. It's crazy. It's, it's such a mentally taxing sport from all aspects, post fight, pre fight, during the fight. It's all fucked up, bro. It's fucked up. Wow. That's not the real shit I ever heard from you. Yeah. yeah. But it's cool. It's, it's, you, the highest of highs and the lowest of lows, dude. It's it's just when you have that fucking high, 
it's so fucking it's an out of body experience there's no way to describe it it's so cool just dude imagine dude imagine you you have this guy's name that you've been looking at through a screen and through a computer and text and texting all your buddies and all, all your buddies are telling you hey you're gonna fucking kill him like i know i'm gonna kill him but like now is the time like i'm gonna knock trevin jones out right i'm telling you that right today on march 6th my answer is gonna be dude i have no idea how this shit's gonna go i might get knocked out tonight like it's just it's the fucking coolest drug in the world just because you're high as fuck and then you're low in the slumps dude it's and the only way to chase it is to fucking do it, right? You can't you can't substitute it. I can't go out jet skiing today and I'm going to have the same kind of fear. I can't go skydiving today and I'm going to have the same kind of fear. Like, I have a fucking 10-week fear ahead of me. Like, this is fucking lit, dude. It's so scary. It's awesome. And then it's over. And then it's – no one cares. It's just – it's fucked up. Jeez. But it's cool. It's fun. I don't know. I'll tell you what, Randy. I mean, after the, after the call, man, I'll give you my number. And, I mean, I'll, I'll talk to you after the fight. It's all yeah, – <laughs> I mean, you can call it whenever. But, uh, yeah. We can go on vacation. Yeah, on. like I said, we're hitting Andy five hundred, but uh, yeah, damn. but it's it's crazy, bro. The whole the whole thing, the whole the joy is really in the journey. The, the night of the fight is not even the most fun thing. It's so crazy. Like, as you get closer to the fight, you realize, like, dude, it's almost here. I don't want it to be almost here. I'm having like this is so cool. Like this whole thing is cool. Talking to you guys is so fucking cool. Yeah. Did a podcast earlier, so fucking cool. Like everything's so, like I don't want, I don't want to have to change my mindset. Like. Now it's business. Now you can talk and talk and talk and be the toughest guy on the planet. But when it's time to fucking go, you better back it up, right? Because you have no choice. The man in the mirror is only going to take you so far. Now you have to fight this guy. Now you have no choice. So it doesn't matter what the fuck he said. You have to fight him. So it's just so fun because I'm having so much fun. And I know how fucking afraid I'm going to be on on March 6th. But I can't fucking wait. Can't fucking wait. Well, you seem built for it. You can conquer fears and you can take it like a man. So I give you a lot of respect for that. Well, thank you, man. Yeah, no, that was 100%. that was fucking dope. I mean, it's I, cool. It, it just make makes you feel human, makes you feel alive. Like you know what it's like to be content and no disruptions in your life, and you're moderately happy. You get upset sometimes with the day, but you don't know. When I say you, I don't necessarily mean you. I mean, unless you're in the position to face fear, you don't really know what the extreme emotions are like until you face them. I'm sure military guys feel it. I'm sure like. Uh, F1 race car drivers feel it. Motocross race, I'm sure they feel it, maybe to a different extent. But, you know, we all feel like that rush, that extreme emotion that we crave so heavily. And until you feel that, you don't really know what it's fucking like. And it's the craziest thing in the world. You're flirting with death almost. Like, like in, in a fight, like you walk in and and I feel like no matter how good you are, I mean, one shot, if you get caught, I mean, you're gone. And like, it's just like you're you're sleeping. So, I just like feel like there's few things that can replicate those in, in the military. You know, the guys, if you're out in, in combat, I mean, mm-hmm. you're fucking fighting for your life. And like, yeah. so you're right. It's hard. There's there's few things that are in the in the normal world that you can replicate. That It's just yeah. tough. And it, it's crazy. It's just it's you're not afraid of anything. You're afraid of not knowing of, of the thing that you doesn't know of the fear of the unknown. Bro, I'm not, I'm not afraid to get knocked out. I'm not afraid to get my nose broken. I'm not afraid to have my eye busted or my hand broken or, or get hurt or get slapped. I'm not afraid of any of that. I don't know what I'm afraid of. I'm just afraid. It's just fucking wild. It doesn't make any sense. But dude, I'm telling you, it is so fucking cool. <laughs> it is so fucking cool. Uh, that one. <laughs> wow. That was yeah. fucking sweet. That was, see? Told you. Transition, I had a good man. feeling about this one. This is amazing. That was uh, this is amazing. Well, you said you don't know what you said you're not afraid of. Oh, God, dude, your nose broken. Dude, yeah. Busted. One of my fears 
is dying a virgin. So we're going to go into one of our segments called Mating with Mantis, where we have our guests uh, give me Mantis advice on how to, at this point, get past first base with a woman. And first base? Where he goes first base? Okay. So you need some advice? Yes. Please. Live under an alias, dude. You can be whatever you want. Go on. I'm the I'm the Mantis. I'm in town for the weekend. Um, I work I work for IBM. This, my sister owns a boutique shop back in New Jersey. You know, if it sounds good, dude, you can be whatever you want. Does it work? Yep. Fuck IBM. <laughs> yeah, yeah, girl, I work for IBM. What's I work on Wall Street, bitch. Um, yeah, dude, I'm, I'm here. I'm here for a fucking work conference, dude. I'm uh, I'm pretty high up in IBM. I'm, my sister, like I said, owns a boutique shop back up north. Uh, my mom's a school teacher. You know, my dad's a vet. Come from a nice family. Played some sports growing up. Let's go back to my place. Bro, if you tell her you work at IBM and you look like you do right now, she's 100% believing you. Fuck yeah. Oh, you're in, dude. You're, so you're fucking welcome. Yeah, and, and like Flynn, bro. I got a penthouse at Empire State Building. Yeah, dude, any, dude, anything you want. Don't believe anything, dude. Don't believe anything. All right, fuck it. I'm going to say I'm a, I'm a UFC fighter. See what that says. Do it. Show my fucking picture. Dude, it's funny. People, a couple of my friends are using my my picture on uh, on Tinder, which is pretty fucking funny. Do I have your permission to do that? Yeah, go ahead. Right, when you, man. when you like, if if anyone ever, like, if you're at a bar or whatever, and they're, like, or a restaurant, and you're just like, hey, man, what do you do? And you're like, oh, I'm a UFC fighter. Do they oh, get, like, a reaction, no, like, stay the fuck, like, I'm fine, not fucking this guy, or what's the... I, I typically, I, I won't drop that just because, like, it's not, it's much more, like, mainstream than it was, but it'd be very easy for you to, if you say you're a UFC fighter, there's, there's still a negative stigma in the grand scheme of things. People really aren't sure, like, how to approach you, or... And the opposite, they'll, they'll, they'll big man you, they'll tough guy you. I just say that I'm a professional athlete. That's, you know. which is true, but they, they don't really, they don't really need to know it. And based on my personality, you can't really tell what I do, but obviously if you look at my ears, yeah, you can tell what I do. What kind of dipshit tries to big man a UFC fighter? I That's go, fucking, you want to talk about weird like bar hopping or anything like that, or unless I'm on vacation, yeah. I don't drink otherwise. Um, but yeah, dude, you you would you would be surprised that everybody when you add a little bit of alcohol, dude, everybody has the biggest fucking dick in the world. It's so fucking stupid. Everyone's a tough guy. Oh, so could you beat me in a fight? Like, that's not what it's about, motherfucker. It's just it's my job. I don't want to fucking fight. Dude. It's like that's what I do for work, dude. Get the right. fuck out of my face. That's still a dumbass question. I'm sorry, I'll say it for you. That's fucking stupid. Dude, you have no. Oh, so like you'll see that from like a bigger guy, like. Like a six foot guy who is more muscular. Oh, you think you could beat me in a fight? Like, yes, but I'm not going to. Like, I'll, I'll say this: I'm six foot three, two hundred and forty pounds, and you would whip the shit out of my ass. But it, it's there so, we go. <laughs> it's so fucking silly because like you don't approach like a regardless of what the sport is that I'm doing, I'm still practicing it every day. You don't go try to outthrow Tom Brady. Why are you gonna try to outfight right. a fucking fighter? You're right. Gonna, you exactly. motherfucker, you sit in a fucking a cubicle all day or you do construction all day, motherfucker. I fight grown men every day. So like that would be like that would be like you going like uh and saying like, oh, I can lay concrete better than you or some shit, you know. Or I could do a fucking podcast better than you or or anything. I Whatever. Yeah. Better than you. Like, I think you actually could, though. Yeah, probably. Yeah, you could you could not, do a lot. Not right off rip. I've never practiced it in my life. I don't fucking, you know, I can probably hold the conversation, but I can't. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's, but it, you know, it doesn't make sense. Oh, I can fucking, I can part, you know, I can fly a plane better than you. Like, sick, dude. You probably couldn't, and you probably fucking die, which is what you'll do if you try to fight someone who knows how to fight, too. 
Like it's so people are so stupid, bro. They so are. Stupid. They really are. Absolutely. Here's a serious drunk question. I'll say I'll, I'll be drunk right now. Oh, Randy, what's up, bro? Hey, man. So, like, what percentage of NFL players could you like beat up? <laughs> That's a serious question. Uh, well, it's funny you ask, bro. Probably all of them. There you go. That's gotta be so cool to say that, though. Like, I mean, not like because I'm like you. I'm not one that I don't like confrontation, really. But I would. You no, know, it's funny. A lot, a lot of football guys don't succeed in fighting or or in wrestling either. Um, football guys are fucking pansies actually they are they quit so easily they don't work hard um I mean, you typically when you're dealing with an nfl guy it's generally speaking like gifted athletes right yeah fucking wicked tall fucking jacked can jump high can run fast it's not really things that you necessarily had to train for more than you had to touch up on right so they 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 touch up on all these things they give up so fucking easily unless you're dealing obviously with like a fucking linebacker but if we're like in the general Consensus: Football players are the least like successful at trying to make the transition in fighting. It is it's atrocious. They don't know how to move. They don't know they're they're not very athletic in terms of like fight or being a football athlete. It's different than being a, an MMA athlete. Like you can if you see me move, if you see me do fight movements, you would say, "Wow, that's a pretty athletic kid." But if you saw uh, Richard Sherman do fighting movements, like, "Dude, that guy's fucking two left feet. What is he doing?" And so it, it's different, right? So he they could jump higher than me. But I could move differently and better than them catered to my sport. They suck. Hockey guys are obviously fantastic at fighting because those yeah. they're just yeah. they're fighting all the time. They're they're hitting each other. Football guys are fucking pansies, dude. Pansies. I'd be interested to see like, a USC fire go against that Derrick Henry or Aaron Donald. I'd be very interested to see that. They don't know how to like take punishment, take damage, uh, like be durable. They're used to just one hit, the, the play's over, right? If I'm if I'm if I'm a linebacker, I make one one hit and then it's over. But what happens when I hit you twice and you can't breathe already and you still have to hit me and defend yourself? Mm-hmm. Then it's dude, no clue, fish out of water, no idea. You could tie those guys up like pretzels. I think the thing that uh, is amazing to me, take a guy like uh, Gaethje, right? And he said like his last fight when he fought Khabib or whatever, he said he wouldn't tap. I think for me, when guys are getting submitted, that's the shit. Like, cause I had shoulder, like I dislocated my shoulder playing baseball. And like, when like arm bars, like fuck that. I'm I, as soon as somebody gets me in that, I'm like, nope, I'm done, bro. Like, I don't get how they can like, like you saw the uh, maybe if you saw the Oliveira Ferguson, yeah, or whatever. yeah. When well, that guy, funny, that guy's just like a different kind of person. That's tough. I mean, like, what the fuck? His arm yeah, was basically bro. broken. I don't. I don't really care about like the arm stuff because. Once you start, once you like start training and stuff, you kind of realize that like just small little movements, you can maneuver your limb to be safer and not be as attacked. But when we're talking about like leg locks and heel hooks, and when we're talking about manipulation of of the knee joint, game over. Game really. So the leg is the The leg. Legs are scary, bro. Because if you zag when you're supposed to zig with 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 a with a knee, that's fuck it. That's tough. But when, when you have like an arm bar or something like that, you have your whole body able to, you're at least able to get on your knees and hip and give your whole body in. When Got someone it. has your leg, your only defense is your other leg, which is oftentimes all, trapped as well. So that's, that is the, the nightmare shit. I would rather get kneed in the mouth than have someone on my leg. Like that's no um, shit. Yeah, bro. Like that, wow. that, cause you're hopeless. You're stuck. The way you, you defend leg lock type stuff is you roll with it. If you roll with it and the guy changes his grip when you're in the middle of a roll, your leg is gone. You've gotcha. blown everything. That's like career-ending shit. Like, that's scary, wow. scary shit. 
That Boy Bent is brought to you by our friends at Manscaped who have the best tools for your family jewels. Now fellas, as we know, Valentine's Day is coming up and we gotta make sure your basement is ready to go for that special night. Whether it's a guy, it's a girl, it's your right hand, hell, it's your left hand. None of those want to see your bush. They want the nice presidential lawn. And thankfully, to our friends at Manscaped, they have the perfect product for you. And that's the Perfect Package 3.0. This package includes a lawnmower 3.0 trimmer, ball deodorant, ball toner, a little travel case for all your products, a pair of underwear, everything you need to be clean for Valentine's Day. And if you want to take it to the next level, you can now purchase the Manscaped's new refined cologne. This is a perfect complement to the collection. You can find all this at manscaped.com and use my promo code BENT for 20% off plus free shipping. That is 20% off plus free shipping at manscaped.com with the code BENT. Happy Valentine's Day from Manscaped. Your balls will thank you that night. Or morning. Shit. I'm going to jump ahead to one of our other questions. So, so since you've met who also, at least I should say, I think is probably the coolest boss on the planet, Dana White. Yeah. What do you guys say about Dana? How do you like Dana? My interaction with him is not that like extensive. I just signed a new contract. So my old contract, I'm just an entry level. I'm just a fucking nobody. I lost my first fight. The second fight I won in Boston where he's from too, where I'm from. Yeah. And he starts like kind of talking to you a little bit. Not like how we're talking right now because he's still like a pretty fucking famous. He has a lot more things to worry about than me. My interaction so far has been brief, but very, very good with him. He's... He's a really fucking cool guy. Um, he's from my area, heavily involved in the boxing world, and is just a, a great businessman. He's just a he's just a cool dude, like a really friendly. He's cool. I, I like Dana. I like Dana White a lot. It's all fucking business with him. You know, he's, yeah. there's a reason and he's where he is. No bullshit, too. Like he's just no. a straight shooter, and that's no, what. If, he'll, if you're if you're a fucking dick, he's like you know. Yeah. He's going to make it known that you're a dickhead. That's like kind of how Dave Portnoy is. Like very brief yep. conversations. All straight Same type straight. of person. Yeah. Same type of person. Love that. Cut and dry. What you see is what you get. I'm not throwing you shady shit. Like you can read me like a book. I'm just trying to get my work done. They're like twin brothers. They're the same type of person. Yeah. One thing I wanted to talk about. So you- Dave, Dave Portnoy is a big UFC guy too. Robbie Fox is actually out on Fight Island right now. I was going to say, yeah, Robbie had a question he wanted me to ask you. Uh, yeah. Oh, I did an interview with him right after my fight. It's funny. Small ass world. Dude, Robbie had the uh, he's the one that went to Dana's office. I saw that and I yeah. saw he went to Dana's like office yeah. and did that he's, tour. He's, that was he's, dope. In, he's in Dubai right now for the fights, yeah. yeah that's with, sick. Uh, McGregor like three days ago, two days ago. He is the he should be an inspiration to anyone that's like trying to be a journalist or just or a person at bars. So he's incredible. His transition the past two years, but he wanted me to ask you, uh. Where'd you get the nickname Zo- the Zohan? You know the movie, you don't mess with the Zohan. Yeah. Zohan movie, pretty fucking ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Me, I'm pretty fucking ridiculous. The Zohan cares very much about his hair. I care very much about my hair. The Zohan throws crazy kicks all the time from crazy angles. I do that. The foot uppercut. I drink a lot of salty water, seltzer water, the fizzy bubbly. It just everything just made sense. I didn't give it to myself. It was a surprise. But it turned out fucking awesome. And I love it, dude. It's like the most, it's a pretty ridiculous nickname, but it's so funny. And I'm not even fucking Middle Eastern. I'm, Zohan is a Middle Eastern person. I'm not fucking Middle Eastern. I'm saying Portuguese kid. Comes out of with a, the Boston accent. Yeah. He's like, the fuck? It's a Walmart brand Zohan. What is going on? Well, you mentioned uh, surprises. I've got one for you, too. I know before we talked about how you're a big fan of Joey and uh, Joey Monero and Ben Belitzi. Well, man, I got a little surprise for you right here. Randy, what's up? My good friend, Young Mantis, told me you were coming on his pod. That boy bent, love it. 
Um, said you're a fan. I appreciate that a lot. It means a lot to me, man. Thank you so much. Good luck. March 21st, Trevin Jones, you taking him down. Best of luck to you, buddy. I'm going to be pulling for you. Peace. That's funny. Thank you, man. That's funny. Uh, it was March 6th, right? Not March 20th. March 6th. All good. That's fucking funny. I messed up his last name. I messed up the date for Joey. It's just, man. You showed up fucking eight hours late. Who is that, is that a is that a fight night or a, a pay-per-view event? Mine is a pay dude. It's like the most stacked. I saw so I saw I just saw a picture while I was I was scrolling on Instagram. They got like three championships, is that right? That night? Yeah, bro. Yeah. That's crazy. I have no reason to think this. Just early speculation. I think that this card is gonna be the my card is gonna be the first card with fans. I think that just because of what's going on in Dubai. Everything's starting to loosen up a little tiny bit with the COVID stuff. And some states are pretty much wide open, like Florida and Texas. And to me, it doesn't it seems like they're fucking blasting this card with top guys and in, in, in a lot of yeah. name quality. It would make sense if it were in front of fans. I wouldn't be surprised if it's not, obviously, just based on what's going on. I just have a feeling that it is. I hope so. I I don't have any inside information. No one leaked anything to me. I just is it in Vegas? I don't know, man. So They don't know yet? Okay. Vegas is used as a hub wherever, wherever the fight is. Just like Dubai, everyone flies to Vegas first. My flights have been purchased by the UFC to go to Vegas. So I know that I'm going to Vegas at some point in March, whether it's to fight, whether it's to, for a hub, whether I'm going to go there first, stay quarantined, and then go somewhere else. I'm not really sure. I mean, who knows? It could be in the the new um, the new Raiders stadium, That's right? Dope. Yeah. Because they're talking about putting fights on in there anyway. I have no inside information to like tell you guys. I don't know anything. Sure. I want to know just as bad as you. Um, but this is all just kind of things that would make sense. I don't know. Just have Bruce Buffer and John Gruden call the fights. Yeah, right? <laughs> uh, I'll tell you what, this Randy guy. Bruce is the fucking man. Yes, he is. He did he's something like, with you. He gave me a shout out in one of his videos. He's cool, man. He's a, fu he's a fucking real cool dude. And it's so weird hearing him talk. And he looks huge on TV. He's not a big guy at all. No. No, man, he's like five, five ten, maybe. Oh, yeah, do you so? Yeah, yeah, he looks like he's fucking twelve feet tall on TV. He's not like he's an average sized dude, and he's just like you and I. He's super fucking cool. But his voice—if you googled like, oh, something stupid like, oh, whose voice is in in airports, and you hear that voice, and then you watch the person talk, it just doesn't really make. It's just something's weird. Or you hear SpongeBob's yeah. voice, and then you see the SpongeBob person say is speaking that voice. It's all weird. That's what it's like when you see Bruce, like. His voice is really like so iconic, you know. That's it's fuck it, it's cool. It's really cool. I was gonna say, I think it would be dope if uh if they had the fights in Jacksonville. I thought that they did a really good job in May when they first came back. Um, sure. But then then you have the the Heat Arena in Miami, and that that would also make yeah, sense, yeah. especially when I don't maybe not for my card, but for you know Colby Covington versus Masvidal, that would make sense. Both guys are from Miami. Yep. You know, all these things do. To me, I think they're gonna be. At least fans in some quantity um, in the first quarter of 2021. I'm not like, I, I don't have any speculation. Don't go fucking tweet. And Randy told me, fucking Dana <laughs> told him this, that. No one told me fucking shit. I just have a feeling that uh, it just makes sense at this point. So I saw yeah. on your Instagram bio, they told you this, obviously you're the Zohan, you know, by the motto of professional good time haver, professional <laughs> bad decision maker. Of what you can share. Uh, divulge on the podcast. Uh, what's the worst decision you've ever made? Professional good time ever, bad decision maker. So it's not, it doesn't have, like, I didn't, I'm not talking about like fucking killing people and shit. I'm just talking about <laughs> a dick. After my second pro fight, I actually won by head kick. Um, me and my couple buddies went on a cruise 
and uh, we got kicked off the cruise and we, they stranded us in the Bahamas. When we got to the Bahamas, they told us we had, we had 48 hours to evacuate the country or they would detain us. So we got kicked off the cruise ship. It was fucking hilarious, bro. What'd you do? What'd you, what'd you do to get kicked off? One of my friends, one of my friends, he fucking, he's a fucking bonehead, dude. He jumped off. So oh on, our, in a, on, on cruise ships, right? You know, like, have you guys been on cruises? No, I have not. No. Okay, so you have you have the boat. The boat only goes up so high. On the on the highest floor of the boat, they have the pool and the hot tub and like the dance floor, all that, that shit. But then they have a bigger story that goes above that, and that's like a running track and shit like that. My friend jumped off into the pool, so he jumped off the ledge into. I was a fucking family trip, like kids and shit, and his dickheads jumping off the fucking top, jumping off the top ropes. As soon as you get on the boat, you're allowed to start drinking. We boarded at like noon and at three o'clock, bro, it was so fucking funny. On all the computer screens on the cruise ship, they had my my face saying, Don't serve this kid. Like I'm not it was so funny, bro. Look at this. This is my letter that that got me telling me I'm kicked off the oh, boat. There it is, yep. In the security office, them telling me I'm getting kicked off. It was a good time. But yeah, it was, we, we ended up getting stranded in the Bahamas, which obviously didn't suck. The only part that sucked is you had to get out of there in like two days. Yeah, I had to do. But I mean, I probably looked like a guy that needed to be kicked off anyway. It wasn't a big deal. I was in, I was in the, uh, the immigration office on Expedia ordering my shit. It was so funny, bro. It was so funny. I'm a big Disney guy. There we go. I have a pretty stupid Disney tattoo. Is it near the Harambe one too? That's Harambe. There it is. There he is. R.I.P. Right, who were the Disney characters? I couldn't see. Yeah, I couldn't really tell. It was it's Goofy. Oh, there we go. Shit, dude, you got a tattoo of Austin on your leg. Wait, he raised a little higher, bro. I saw someone trying to like another one. Was that a snake? A Spanish-speaking alien. Dude, what's what the hell is that running down your leg? Even higher, bro. There's one more. Damn, bro. All the way. I think. That's uh, that. You want to see my nutsack, bro? Damn near. I was wondering what that long ass thing was running down your leg. I wasn't sure. The long one? Yeah, it was just there's no kinda, long one. <laughs> there ain't no long one on him. There's no long one. So what are your top uh, favorite Disney movies? Disney movie, dude. You know what movie I like a lot? I, I like the movie Up. Have you guys watched Up? That's a good one. Nah, man. I wasn't a. I wasn't a. I don't know why, but I had some horrible parents. I was like watching fucking Halloween and Friday the Thirteenth when I was like seven, bro. So <laughs> pretty, right pretty fucked. Yeah. Uh, for my idol, Voorhees, dude. <laughs> Shout out. But, uh, yeah, no, I, I was just like, I mean, I watched a, a lot of Cartoon Network. So. I, I don't really care about the Disney movies. I just, I love, I go to Disney like probably like six times a year. I fucking love Disney. I haven't been there yet. Dude. It's, yeah, same. It's going to sound so stupid, but it's the funnest bar crawl you'll ever fucking go on ever. Oh, I bet. It is like... It's the fucking best, bro. It's the fucking best. I got a deal for you. I'll take you to the Indianapolis. We'll take you to the Indianapolis 500. You can take me to uh, Disneyland. That'd be dope. Yeah, Disney World, World, Disneyland's in California. Is it really? Yeah. Yeah, I can't. I knew that uh, the big one's in Florida. That's all I need to know. And you got a VIP pass to Magic City. You can take it. Magic City? No, what's Magic City? It's a strip club in Atlanta. <laughs> okay. Highly recommend. That's I like that's that. like Disney World to me. Yeah. It's <laughs> <That's laughs> like, like, like Toys R Us. <laughs> yeah. I like it. I like it. They call me White Boy there. It was great. They loved me. <laughs> I made my debut in Atlanta, and all, all my buddies went to uh, all the strip clubs over there. 
They went to one. It was on like a Wednesday night, and it was like amateur night, dude. And they said it was a fucking joke. We'll end it with the last question here. It's the toughest question now. If you need me to go into further detail, let me know. But you've seen my videos. You've seen what I'm hoping you see what I look like on camera. All that. Um, what does bent mean to you? There's, if something's bent, then it is down but not out, not broken, still capable of doing whatever the fuck it wants to do because it's not broken. It's just different. It's bent. It's that's what I would say. That's a good definition. That's a great definition. Yeah. That's a solid one, man. I would say. I don't know if that's right or wrong. If that's oh, what you're oh, looking for. Right. You succeeded. Randy, my friend, we're glad to call you a friend. We're glad to have you on the episode. We're cheering for you March 6th. Yes, Again, sir. This is Trevin Jones. Uh, we cannot wait for that fight now. Come yeah, on. thanks for having me. Thank you so much. Yeah. All right, fellas. Good luck, man. Take care. All right, have a good night, guys. Hey, is that boy bent?